Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Hey, come on, let's put our hands here. Let's thank God for the worship this morning. Man, I feel, a, I feel an expectation in the room today. I, about 10 years ago, I was getting ready for a, um, a, a block party at the church that I used to work for over on the east side of town. And it started raining. To be honest with you, I got so discouraged. I'm like, God, we've prepared. We've bought hamburgers in the name of Jesus with cheese on them. We bought ketchup. We've, I remembered all the details. We got buns. Like, we had all the things, the chips, the drinks, the candy. We had the bounce house order. Everything was ready to go. I was so excited. I started seeing a rain cloud. And I got together with a circle of guys and said, hey, guys, we've, prepare, we've prepared too much. We are, we, are, we are too ready for this event, for the rain to come. So we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to hold the rain off. And we began to get in a circle. We began to, get in a, we began to pray and, and, and we began to say, God, would you just, God, you know we've worked so hard and God doesn't care if we worked hard. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like you worked hard, but not as hard as I worked for you on the cross. You know, like, so he's like, our level of working hard and his level of working hard, two things. And I just, something came over me and God just said, hey, Wes, if you look in the scriptures, wherever you see water, God shows up in an incredible way. The woman at the well, the parting of the Red Sea. I mean, all throughout, Peter walking on water. All throughout Scripture, we see Jesus showing up wherever there's a little bit of water. And so today, we're, normally whenever I get in the car now and it starts to rain, I'm like, God, you must have a plan. God, you must, you must have, something, you must have something, something so incredible prepared and planned for people to go through uh, the torrential downpours of, you know, of Winter Garden, Florida, or through Central Florida. Like, you, you must have something great prepa- prepared and planned for us. And I believe that today. So I believe if your heart's open... We heard a word on expectation this morning from, from Gabe within our dream team huddle. If your expectation is high, I believe God's going to meet you right there. I believe God's got a word for you. Emily already, already touched on it, but make sure you grab a 21 days of prayer. Hey, there's nothing like this, man. There is nothing like getting together, 30, 40, 50, 60 people, praying the same scriptures, praying for the same exact things. Here's, here's what you need to know. If you've got a prayer request... And you're like, man, no one's got the same prayer request that I got in this room. I promise you, between this service and next service, there's a dozen people that are praying for the same exact thing that you're praying for. And if you've got a prayer request, last week prayer request became to flood in. 21 days at Hope Winter Garden, 21 days at HopeWinterGarden.com. You can send those prayer requests there. And I promise you that your prayer request will match somebody else's prayer request in the room. Well, I don't know. No one's got it as bad as I do. They may not, but they got the same prayer request. So please, 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 please let us know what you're praying for. We want to pray. With you, I've got a word for you today that I think is going to encourage you. I think it's going to prepare you for the, for the rest of the year. I believe it's going to prepare you for the rest of your life. Because the word I got for you today is not a word for me. It's a word from God's word. And uh, there's no word like a word from God's word. And so i got a lot of scripture I want to walk through today. And then towards the end of our time together, I want to show you something that I don't know if you've ever seen it before in scripture. I want to show it to you so that maybe it can, it can transform and change uh, your life. And so we've been looking at a passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, you saw it on the screen in that video. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5, there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism, there's one God, there's one Father over all, and who, he's over all, and he's in all, and he's living through all. And as a church, we believe that. We believe there's just one, not just, we believe there's one God, and he's ruling and reigning over all this. We believe there's one spirit. He lives inside of all of us. We believe there's one word. We believe there's one baptism. That's the baptism into the family of Jesus. We believe there's one salvation. John chapter 14, verse 6, the Bible says that God's the way. He is the truth. 
and he is alive. And we believe that sets people free. We believe that changes things. And so we believe in that one true God. And we've been asking God over this season to give us one word. And we recognize today, we recognize the last two or three weeks that the one word that God gave you may be a phrase. We're okay with that, all right? You're like, well, God didn't give me one word. <laughs> he didn't give me, I don't, he gave me a whole sentence. Look, we're cool with that. Like, we want God to, we want God to give you a word or a phrase or a sentence that's going to that's gonna help you get through this year. That song that Taylor just led us in, you, Worthy is Your Name. Maybe for some of you guys, that's the word that God's going to drop in your soul today. And you'll take that through the whole year. Because when we realize that God's worthy, his name is worthy of all names, he's worthy above all things, then that just changes the way you act. You know what I'm saying? Like, that affects the way you, if you believe God's worthy, that affects where you go. Because you're taking him with you. The Holy Spirit lives in it. If, if, you, if his name is worthy, it, it affects what you say. It affects the way that you act. And honestly, if, if, if you really just keep on immersing yourself in it, it really affects the way that you think. And if God can change the way you think, then that will lead to, that will lead to change that you'll, you'll never see. Because, you know, our, our biggest enemy is our mind. Y'all know that. Our, our biggest enemy is the thoughts that come inside of us. And so we've been looking at this one word and we look at this idea of one word. So I've given you some words to go with. The first word I gave you was the word, was the word fight. Was the word, was the word fight. Now, some of you guys are like, I'm good at fighting. I, I fought on the way here with my spouse. You know, like, <clears throat> I didn't fight with my spouse on the way here today. And the reason, the way that you can eradicate that in your marriage is don't drive together. Come on, somebody. Like, listen, you don't got to be smart. You know what I'm saying? You just got to just think a little bit, guys. Like, man, we just fight every time we ride together. It works. For, Ryan and I, we ride separate from our spouses. You know what I'm saying? Guaranteed on time. Guaranteed early. We believe, Ryan and I believe, I'm dragging you into this. Stay with myself. Stay by myself. Okay, cool. Okay, me. I believe that early is on time and on time is like, he's a newlywed. He can't be bold like this. I, I've, been, I've got 17 years under my belt and my wife's not in the building. Mostly my wife's not in the building. You know what I'm saying? My wife said to me, hey, I know it's our anniversary, but it's snowing in Georgia. Love you. Love you. Deuces. Bye. And she grabbed a kid. They hopped on the airplane. They, they're gone. She left me with three kids. I can't even prepare food for myself on the fast. So I didn't go from the, I went from Daniel fast to straight no, no food. Like I'm just no food for two and a half days. Just believing God for greater things, you know. Uh, we call that a force fast, a force fast. And so, no, I'm just kidding. We don't believe in that. So she got up and I've got text message at 6 a.m. They're already playing in the snow. I'm like, you better be watching online in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't miss, you don't miss church and not and miss church. You know what I'm saying? So they're watching online. I'll know because I got text message. She'll say, tell Wes he's fired. She just said that to the trustees. Um, but we believe that God's caused to fight. David fought Goliath. He took him out. He just knocked him down. And, and he, God went with him. And I want to encourage you, if you're going to fight, God is going God's going to go with you. There's an enemy out there. The Bible says he wants to kill and to steal and destroy. But God says, I've come to give you, I've come to give you an abundant life. That's what God's word tells us. I've come, to give you, I've come to give you an abundant life. And so when you're in this battle that we call life, I want you to know there's an enemy out there trying to kill and steal from you, but God's come to give you an abundant life. He's going to fight with you. And then we looked at fighting, and then last week we looked at the word fast. We looked at the word fast. And I want to encourage you today and remind you today that God's called us to fast. It's a spiritual discipline. And you're like, listen, I'm new to church. Like one day, God's going to put on your heart to fast, and, and you ought to fast. I, I love the different responses that I've been hearing about the fasting, and, and God's doing incredible things. And last, last week, we really just decided that fasting is just basically saying, God, I can't do this without you. I just can't do it without you. There is something, and here's what God knows, there's something about a hunger pain that will drive you to Jesus. There's just, there's nothing, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like a caffeine headache 
when you're curled up in a ball just saying, oh, God, please come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I played for heaven more times the first two days than I've played for heaven in a long time. But when you, you, you fast, it's really just a spiritual discipline. We make jokes about it. The Bible also says, hey, when you're fasting, don't look pitiful. Wash your face. Go to work. Like, get together. And so I'm so thankful for the stories of I've been hearing about this, the stories where we're just kind of, hey, God, I just, I'm going to take a break. Well, today I want to give you a new word, and the new word I want to give you today is the word future. The word future. I've been using this as an analogy today. Every, every, every week I've been bringing this guy here, and I've asked this question the last two weeks. But have you seen that guy? The, the, anybody follow the Instagram account, the guy, the guy with the sign? Does anybody, does anybody follow that account? If you, don't follow, if you don't follow that account, you want to follow the account. But basically he just holds the signs up, and he just kind of points out, he just points out facts. Like, for example, I've used this one last week, but it applies today. But, like, the, the one sign he had was, like, you don't need a mask while you're in the car by yourself. You know, like things like that, like letting, letting you, you know, it's, it's really, really, really easy. One of the signs he said, uh, uh, he said um, last week was like, um, it's really hard to put the toilet seat down. He's a guy, you know, he's like, it's really hard. And every girl's like, give me a break, you know, like, he's like, it's really, really hard. And so I, I saw this, uh, there's a Christian meme, a, a Christian uh, Instagram account, they took it the other day, and, he, and, uh, and the board said this, quit fighting over translations, you don't read any of them anyways. You know, like, he just began to, begin to just say, hey, you, you have, there's a future of someone's word today. I got that word from scripture today because the Bible says in Psalms 119, 105, that your word is a lamp unto my feet and it's a light unto my path. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and it's a light for my path. What David is saying simply is this, is like, if you're going to go to the future, you're going to need help. Like you, you're going to need some help. Like, like his word, like he wants to guide your future. Now, if you're honest in here today, if you've been in, alive long enough to know, directing your future is pretty much hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm young, but when I was when I was younger, I used to say a lot of ridiculous things. I, I used to think like I used to say things like, "My life's really, really easy." <laughs> why is it Why is it so hard for everybody else? And every year I get on, I'm like, it gets harder. <laughs> we celebrated 17 years of marriage, and Dinah said, "I hope next year is better than this past year." <laughs> Uh, it's funny now. It wasn't funny when she said it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> when I'm off caffeine, I say things I shouldn't say, you know, and that's one of them. <laughs> she gets back Monday night, all prayers around 11 o'clock p.m., you know, just pray for me. Why did you say that? She's like, Dinah says funny things to me like this, like, take that out of your notes for second service. That wasn't in my notes, so I can't take it out, you know. <laughs> But God threw out a scripture, and David is saying, hey, you don't, you don't make it. Like Psalms 119 just pretty much says, like, <clears throat> David's like, I can go into the future because I got a guide. Like I'm, David's like, I actually can go because I've got someone going before me. And David, we see David a few weeks ago. We see David in a fight. Last week, we see David at a place where he could have killed. Somebody was out to kill him. But the Bible says that he humbled himself. And he fasted. And that's a game changer. And today, I'm say, today we find him saying, there's no way that I can make it. There's no way that I have a future unless, God, unless, I, unless I have a lamp that guides me. I'm just in trouble without it. And so he says here, I, I, take, a, take a couple notes today. I know usually all my notes at the very beginning, I'm going to double the amount of slides of, of, of a normal week for you and I today. But I just want to encourage someone today that you have a future with God. Some of you in here today, you're like, you know, I, I don't, I just, 
I'm new, man. I just, I just don't know. Man, I, I just don't really, I don't really know. Like, things are going so bad for me. I just can't even imagine. I can't, I can't even comprehend the fact of having a future with God. This past year has been so hard. This past year, this past two years or three years or however long COVID 2022 has been going on. Like, it's just been so hard. Pastor West, I was, I was going through a season before that season even got here. And I just want to encourage you today that you have a future. I just want to encourage you, you have a future with God. He thinks about you. Man, he loves you. He, he desires intimacy with you. He, he knows you. He knows your name. He has such an incredible plan for your life. You have a future with God. Here's another thing, just preliminary notes before I get into some more scriptures today. Your future can be better than your past. Some of you, can I get an amen? Come on. <laughs> I know some of y'all are thinking, it's got to be. <laughs> My past was pretty, it wasn't that far ago, but it was pretty bad. But you, your future can be better than your past. And I say that for someone who's like, you know what, I just, I, I've had some really, 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 really good seasons. Maybe you've had some really, really good seasons in the past. But I want to encourage you that your future can actually, we actually believe that your best days are ahead of you. The Bible says that you can, we're gonna, the church is going to do immeasurably the, the church is going to see greater things than what we've seen in the past. The Bible tells us that. Here's what I sense in my spirit. I, I told us to our team, I told us yesterday at our prayer meeting, I believe that the church today, the Christians today, there's, there's a desire right now that, that is so different, that is so, if, if you're coming to church now, like you, you're, you're coming with a holy expectation. The, 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 there used to be this, when we, when we came to launch this church, and when we came to launch this church uh, seven years ago, at that point, there had been 50 churches started in 10 years, and 46 of, them have closed, 46 of them have closed down. And since we launched, another one launched, and it has shut down. And there will be more that have started, and, be, and by the grace of God, we're, we're, still, we're still a church. And so what we've seen is this, and what I'm talking about with my friends and what I've told our staff is that when we got here, like, we're going to go after the D church, the young church, the mad at church, the disliked church. And I, I don't like the steep, I don't like the steeple, steeple church, I don't like the pew church, or whatever kind of church you came from, we were going after the D church. We were trying to reach people who were so disconnected from God and people who didn't even know who God was. And we weren't coming to reach a bunch of Christians. There's churches that you could go find and go and go to those churches. We were trying to reach lost people. That was our desire. And we've seen hundreds of people give their life to Christ. We've baptized over 100 people, and we're going to continue. But what I've seen in the last seven years is that the people that are like in the middle, like just kind of like half in to God half into the things of God and half into the world and to the things of this world, I, I see that that chasm is growing. And the people that are like, you know, I'm just, they were kind of like, I'm not sure about, they're like, you know, I'm just, I don't have time for God. I'm just not interested. It didn't work. Because Amazon really has messed us up a little bit. If things don't change in two days, we're like, I'm done. I worked so hard. Pastor West, I've been really following Jesus for a long time. I'm like, how long? A couple days, a couple weeks. It just, it didn't work for me. I'm like, it it didn't work for you? Like, Jesus on the cross for your sins, it didn't work for you? Like, maybe it's you, maybe it's not the, it ain't the cross, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's you, bro. So I find people say, you know, I just, I, I was in it, I just, it kind of, the COVID really just kind of revealed where we were, the church in America is really at. And then I see the people who are like, I'm just, worthy is your name, Jesus, you deserve all the praise. Like, they're just saying, we got to get all that, like, we're going to come to prayer meeting, we're going to read the Bible, we're going to fast, we're going to pray, we're going to slay, and we're going to repeat for Jesus. Like, we're going to keep on doing that. Because we need him so bad. Because we realize at this point, we cannot make it without Jesus. We're so desperate. I see the chasm growing. So you're, you have a future with God. Your future can be better than your past. And here's the good news for someone here today. Your future can be better than your present. Because right now, some of y'all are saying, things are going pretty good. I got my job. 
things are going pretty good. My wife's not mad at me today. You know, like, you like, things are going pretty good right now. Things feel good right now. You know, like, I just, things are just, I don't know if they can get any better. I want to encourage you today that your future can be better than your present. So uh, we've talked about fasting. We've talked about praying in this past season. We're going to talk about it some more. But I want to talk to you this morning about the word of God. Because David said this, your word is a lamp unto my feet. That's KJV. And it's a light unto my path. That's what he says. That, that's what David said. And, this, and David, David's a good example for us because David, the Bible tells that David's a man after God's own heart. He also was a murderer. He also committed adultery. He also led a nation. He also was a poor shepherd. He, he was liked by many and disliked by a lot. He, he, had all the, he had all the things. He had all the dysfunctions and he had all the, all the optimism and all the great things. He had all, he kind of, he spanned the whole area. And David had all these things going against him. And, and David says, hey guys, you, you need God's word. Like it, this is the word. And so here's what the word says in John chapter 1 verse 1. I love this passage of scripture because it's really, it's a, it's a scripture that you should memorize and, and get in your soul. But the Bible says this, in the beginning, the word already existed. In the very beginning, the word already existed. Good news. In the very beginning, this word, it already existed. It also says this, that the word, this word, it actually is God. I'm actually holding God, God's word, and God in my hands. Now you may say, West, Pastor West, that's not theologically correct because the Bible says that God's bigger than the universe and he holds the whole world in his hand. I get it. Don't, I'm not a heretic. I know what it says. <laughs> he says here that God, that the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So in the very beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Like here's the word, here's God, and the word is right next to it, but also inside the word, it actually is God. And inside of God actually was the word. I know I just got some of y'all dizzy. Basically, it is a cat and mouse. Like, it's like in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. God David is saying to us, John's saying to us, and all the guys throughout Scripture are saying, you need God's word in your life. I don't know a greater agent of change outside of God and the Holy Spirit than God's word. Because the Holy Spirit can change your life, and God can change your life, but the only way to learn about those two things is God's word. So, like, it's essential we, we're, we desperately need God's word. We desperately need transformation, and that transformation will never come apart from knowing who God is and what he can do through his word. So my question for you today is, is this Bible living and moving inside of you? Because it was living and moving inside of David. God gave us his word as a playbook for our future. God gave us his word as a playbook for our future. Here's what you also need to know. I haven't gotten to the heart of my text yet. You will die spiritually without the word of God. You're going to die spiritually without the word of God. You're going to be an anemic Christian. And what's going to happen is uh, toughness is going to come your way. Problems are going to come your way. And you're going to walk away from the one thing that's been around for forever, from the one constant, the one thing that can change you, the one thing that in your life that's actually living, the one thing that can never fail you, the one thing that can never let you down. You're going to, think you're going to get to transition or you're going to get to turmoil and you're going to walk away. The Bible says in Revelation that those who persevere will be the ones who end up in heaven. Well, you said it was grace by faith. 
it is grace by faith. But only grace by faith, only grace can help you to persevere. And the only reason why you're going to want to persevere is you're going to get enough scripture in your body. And listen, I don't care what you got to do to memorize scripture. If you have to tattoo it on your body, tattoo it on your body. I don't care. Like, just get it in you. Get it on you. Get it around you. You need God's word. There's nothing, there's nothing that can change your life like God's word. I don't want you to die spiritually. My question for you today is, if I die, does the church die? The answer is no. If you don't have this word, if God doesn't give you this word today through me, through messengers, through pastors, if, if through leaders, if God doesn't give you the word today, are you dead in the water? Our, our kids have a prayer guide. It's called, Hey God. It's pretty simple. When's the last time you said, Hey God? He said, Hey God. So David's telling you and I, you, your, your future can be better than your past. Your future can be better than your present. God gave us his word as a playbook for our future. You will die spiritually without the word of God. Psalms 23. Here's my, my scripture for today. I love this passage of scripture. Psalms 23 says this. The Lord's my shepherd. I have all that I need. We have lots of needs, don't we? I mean, if, I don't need to ask you this rhetorical question, but everyone in this room here has a need today. Maybe a physical need, maybe a financial need, maybe a spiritual need. Everyone. My word for this year, this season right now, I really feel like God slid in my, like really just kind of locked in, is the word breakthrough. You know what I know about breakthrough? It's a very, um, it could be a very flighty word. It could be a very big word. It could be very grandiose, but it has not a lot of weight to it. Some of y'all's word is the word filled. Like, you know what that means. Like, you want to be filled by the Spirit. Like, that's good. Breakthrough is like, I, breakthrough, you, don't, you know what I know about breakthrough? You never know when breakthrough is going to come. You never know why it's going to come. But here's what I know. I want breakthrough in my life. I don't know what it's going to look like on the other side. I don't know. But I'm going to jump out of that plane. I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I love what the, the, the guys in the Old Testament said. The guys that were putting a ferny, fiery furnace, they said, hey, we're going in. If God helps us, great. If he doesn't, we're still going in. I want to have an even-if faith. I want to be an even-if Christian. Even if God doesn't get, bail me out of this. My friend asked me through this the whole season, I, I had friends that are in Canada and, be, and that are sharing the gospel, being locked up. It's different in Canada. The, the whole COVID, this whole COVID season, I have friends that are, have gone to jail in this season for preaching the gospel, for having too many people in the room, yada, 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 yada. I had a friend ask me in this church, would you be willing to go to jail for your faith? And I said, yeah, I hope. <laughs> I think. It's the word of God that sustains us. I need a shepherd. Hey, you need a shepherd. You never know that unless you read Psalms 23. You need a shepherd. Here's what else the Bible says. He lets me rest in green meadows. Some of y'all are so tired. The Bible says that he actually wants to guide you to green meadows, and he, he, he leads me beside peaceful streams. I need a peaceful stream in my life. I need, a, I need a peaceful stream. I'm going through things as, a, as you go through things. I, good thing for me, I, I can call friends that trustees and our overseers and our team, and I just say, hey, I'm going through some things, and I need a rest, and I know that there's no one that can give you rest like God can. Sheep are stupid, by the way. Bible calls you and I sheep. <laughs> I'm out, Pastor West. I don't want to be in this church. <laughs> so that's what God said. Don't blame it on me. That's what he said. Come on, somebody. Like, that's what God said. He says that you, he leads us beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. Some of y'all came in today and, you, and your strength is where some of y'all today, you just need to, some of us in here today, not just you guys, all of us, we just need to memorize Psalms 23. That's, that's what you need to do during this 21 days of prayer. Every day wake up and just, just read over Psalms 23 for five or six minutes. We need a shepherd. 
sheep need a shepherd. He renews our strength. He guides me along the right path. I would never find the right path if it wasn't for God. If you met this kid at 14, 15, when Emily was up here, who's great with child, her dad was, was, was my mentor. I sent her to ministry at her dad's camp in Pennsylvania. I'm from Orlando. Drove 18 hours. Surrounded my life to, to full-time ministry. I was 14 years old. I needed some direction. I need direction yesterday. I'll be honest with you. Like, I just need direction. I need direction. The Bible says that God wants to give us, the shepherd can give us direction. He gets us on the right path. He brings honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. I just sense that God, some, some of y'all right now are walking through your darkest valley. I know for a fact, I see the prayer request. And you're here today saying, God, if you don't show up, I don't know how I'm gonna get through it. And I wanna let you know he's, gonna, he's right there with you. He tells us right now, he says, I, even when you walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. David knew that God was close by his side. David knew that God's rod and his staff would protect me and it would comfort me. The word today is discipline. No one likes discipline. Ask your kids. If it, kids, little kids don't like discipline, become adults who don't like discipline. None of us like discipline. But God says, I'll discipline you, but I also will protect you. And the discipline actually is for your protection. I'm so thankful for that. I've got four kids, two seven-year-olds, and um, pray for me. And I have a 10-year-old. He turns 11 this month. And I have a 14-year-old. And um, there's nothing like raising, there's nothing like raising high school kids, 14-year-old girls. In the name of Jesus, come on, would you be Jehovah Jireh in my life? <laughs> I don't need to fast. I just, I, God used my 14-year-old to correct me and to discipline me. It'll dry you. I, I love these, these, these young couples in our church. I love, I love calling them young couples because I used to be a young, and I used to be a couple. <laughs> now I'm just old and surviving, you know what I'm saying? They push these little strollers nowadays. Nowadays, moms and dads, some of us that are old in here today, they got strollers now that cost as much as cars do. <laughs> that was for someone in here today. <clears throat> we didn't have, when I was a kid, we didn't have strollers. <laughs> it's two sticks and a wheel. They just kind of hover us on there. <laughs> we didn't have seatbelts. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> What's he, 80? <laughs> um, the Bible says that he, oh yeah, what's wrong with me? Lord, bring the caffeine. Supernaturally impart caffeine. Caffeine makes me think better. I don't know. I'm better on caffeine. I'm kidding. I'm too far. The Bible says that, um, Ryan, would you bring me two chairs up here? The Bible says you're rotting your staff. They comfort me. I'm so thankful for Ryan. I give Ryan an award. I give Ryan one plus one equals two. I need two, Ryan. <laughs> so just to, every time I'm about to encourage him, I just, I just tear you down again. I know. You're getting used to it, though. I'm proud of you. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> Here's what I like about the scriptures. Um, by the way, we, you're like, how did you guys get these chairs? This, all of this that you see happen, these chairs, we gave away 175 chairs. You guys know, we gave away 175 chairs to a church that's starting in five or six weeks. They didn't have chairs. When we launched this church, we begged, borrowed, and tried to raise, you, you, to launch a church, it takes about $150,000, $175,000. You have to market it. That first Sunday, we spent $30,000 in advertising. And I would do it all over again because we got that 
lady on the second row through an advert, advertisement. You, all the marketing you get. She came, she saw that, she came, and she's on our team, and a lot of you guys got that card, and you saw those billboards, and you came years later. You got here late, but it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you got here. I'm not mad at you. That marketing dollar was for you. <laughs> um, and we've seen hundreds of people save, hundreds of people come. It's been incredible. But we bought these because last, last, um, last December 5th, we took, a, we took our Heart for the House offering. And we just knew that we we're going to do this. And as you come the next few weeks, you're going to see some more things. And we're, we're doing a lot of things. But because of your generosity, we're able to do things like this. We don't have to stand up here and beg for dollars like a lot of churches in America do. We can say, hey, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna ask God to, to we're going to trust God. I share with our team this week, if God can get it to you, if God can get it through you, he will get it to you. God knew this seven years ago, that he knew that we would live open-handedly, and so we gave those chairs away. Those were God's chairs anyways. And so we, we have the money now to buy chairs. When you come in a few weeks, things are going to look different. It'll be visibly noticed when you come in the next couple of weeks. And um, it happens because of generosity. Churches don't pop up. Churches close down the first year, by the way, just the same reason why businesses do. 93% of businesses close down the first year, same as churches, because there's not enough revenue. And so it takes money. There was a day when I was so afraid to talk about money in church. I'm not afraid anymore because it ain't my church and it ain't my money. It's God's. And so I say all that to say this. If God can get it through you, I promise you, his word says he'll get it to you. And so if you open up your heart, and open up your hand, God will allow it to just keep on passing through you. He'll allow it to pass through you. And we want to be a church where God just passes things, things through us. I love this next verse. The Bible says that you prepare, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Now, ain't that something? The Bible says that you've got some enemies. And the Bible says that God just sets up a table for you, and you can sit at the same table with them. And some of you guys, you're, the enemy, he, he's, he's, he's trying to take you out. But I believe when you go to the table, when you get to that, by the way, you don't have to look for the enemy, he's going to find you. You're like, I don't know why the enemy's following me. He's, I don't know why I haven't found him yet. He's looking for you. The Bible says he's roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That's KJV for the word, he will tear you apart, devour. So the Bible says he actually puts a table right before us in, in front of our enemies. And if you sit at that table with them you, and you just read some Psalms 23, eventually he'll get bored and he'll leave you. He'll say, this guy's too in tune with God's word. Because he did the same thing to, to, to Jesus in John chapter 4. He tempted him. He came out of a 40-day fast, Jesus. And then the, the devil shows up with bread and power and fame. And Jesus is like, I don't need that. And the whole time while the enemy was attacking him, all that, all that Jesus did was quoted scripture. So I'm just telling you, if Jesus has to quote scripture with enemies at him, you, if it was Jesus, you think he'd just walk away. He's Jesus. He's, he's, bigger, than, he's bigger than the enemy. Well, the Bible says that we ought to read some scripture and, we, and, and just quote scripture. So he'll prepare a feast for you in the presence of your enemies. The Bible says that he, you will honor me by anointing my head with oil. These, these um, sheep would get these, these gnats on him and, and their skin would dry up and, and the, a good shepherd would notice that and would put the oil on him so that things would be healthy on it. The Bible says that my cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There are people here today, church. There are people here today that used to be here. They're not here no more. I'm not talking about like in the building. I'm talking about followers of Jesus. And they wandered away. Because it's too late to come back. It's too late to prepare to come back 
when, you've already, when you're already away. Does that make sense? Like when you're already away, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to prepare in case I'm ever away from God. You, you can't do that. Everything that you do in life that's going to have significant value is going to take work before you need the results. People who play basketball, they practice and then they game. They don't get to the game like, okay, cool, give us, can we practice first? They prepare and then they play. It's no different in your spiritual journey. My buddy called me yesterday. He goes, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? I said, no. He had an affair. I said, that stinks. One of the fastest growing churches in America. One of the fastest growing churches in America. And he said to me, he said, when you took those vows, did you think one day that you're going to wake up and blow the whole marriage up, ruin your kids' lives, ruin a church? Did you? I said, no. And I just, and I was calling my wife, so I called my wife and said, hey, so-and-so, da 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 I did ask my friend, this whole side note, I said, how do you know that? He's like, oh, I'm on this, web, I'm on this email address, and I get all the, all the bad news, good news and bad news. I'm like, you want to get off that. Like, and same thing for you and for me. Like, if you have a source of negativity, it may be your favorite news channel, get off that. That ain't helping you. So I said to him, I said, dude, you need to get off that email list. It's trash, and so are the guys that are sending it to you. In the name of Jesus, obviously, in the name of Jesus, they're trash. Perpetuating negativity, that's not in Scripture. The Bible says don't gossip, and that's all they're doing. Sharing bad news is gossip. So, anyways, that was for, that was for me. Um, <clears throat> I'm kidding. I just want to, I told my wife, I said, this is so devastating for me as a leader. How does this happen? You have to ask that question when things like that happen, right? How does that happen? And I think we let our guards down, and we, we're not full. The Bible says that he fill, our cup overfloweth. And if we don't fill our cups and we run empty, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's why I'm always reading Scripture. I drove an hour and a half each way to pick up a load. I picked up six loads of chairs. I don't need a pat on the back. But, for, but we drove, Josh and I drove uh, three hours t- to be at the Walmart pickup for six minutes. We drove. It was a, it was a blessing. So thankful for uh, uh, Sam's pickup. But... And we talked about scripture and how to live scripture out and how to be better husbands. That was mostly for me. Um, we need that. We need God's word. I don't know a better solution to the things that we have going on in our life except for God's word, church. I see all that to say that. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, I just don't know a better solution. We have to, our team, I tell them every week, one of our staff values, our staff team is health. You gotta read the Bible. You gotta read the Bible. If you get it in you, you got to get it in you. You got to get it in you. You got to get it in you because it helps us stay healthy. It helps us. It really does help us. You need God's word in you. You die spiritually without it. We can't lead our youth ministry. We can't lead our children's ministry. We can't lead our families. We can't lead our, we can't lead nothing without God's word. All these groups that we're about to launch in a few weeks, they don't work without God's word. So, two things. I want to invite you to stand to your feet. Two things I want to give you. God tells you where to go. God tells you where to go. God's word tells you where to go. I said God tells you where, like, because he is the word and the word was with God. God tells you where to go. The word tells you where to go and the word tells you what to do. I see so many people, I don't know what to do, Pastor. I know what to do. Get in this word. One word for him and one word for her. And one word for them and for her. One word for him. One word for her yesterday morning in that office. One word for him. One word for that new family that's coming. One word for that family. 
one word for the family, one, for, one word for the person online. There's a young man that watches every week online. And if it's really good, he gets in his car and drives 45 minutes to be here for second service. It's, a, it's an insulting to my ego when he doesn't show up. <laughs> but it's also good for me because one of our other staff values, our staff values is, is the word humble. <laughs> so I want to invite you to close your eyes, bow your head and close your eyes all across the way. <clears throat> I just sent someone in the room just needing to know today that it's God's word. It's only God's word. Only God's word can change you. Only God's work can tell you where to go. Only God's work can change you what to do. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I wonder if there's anyone here today that would just say, Pastor Wes, I just, I'm not even a Christian. I came just because I got invited and I need a relationship with Jesus. If that's you in the room today, right where you're at, would you just say, dear Jesus, I need a savior. I need to be saved. Please change me. Please make me new. Jesus, I invite you into my life. I confess my sins to you. Make me new. Make me clean. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. Lord, guide my path. Direct my steps. Just ask him today. God, I, I need a savior. Please save me. If you pray that prayer. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.